Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. I am Calvin Sidnor, the fourth co-pastor here at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. And we all greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on this Lord's day. Welcome to all who have come to worship. We're grateful for those who are here in person. And we're also grateful for those who are listening over the radio airwaves or watching online. We are grateful for your presence. Joanna and I are exceedingly grateful and humbled as we were ordained yesterday as ministers of the word 
and sacrament in the presence of a cloud of witnesses in this beautiful sanctuary. If you were not present yesterday or you did not tune in, you missed out on amazing worship, amazing music, and amazing fellowship. But we'll have a chance to do fellowship later on after the worship service today. Joanne and I certainly want to thank everyone who participated in making this a day that we will forever treasure. Thank you so much, and to God be the glory. You can read about the opportunities to get involved in the life of Grace Covenant Church, so we ask that you please look at your bulletin. I want to highlight some announcements. The ladies' Bible study will begin next week on Tuesday, February the 15th, this upcoming Tuesday, February the 15th at 10 a.m. All women are invited. If you plan to attend, please contact uh, Mary Gray or Louis Rosebro. Please see the bulletin for their contact information. Please join us for Wednesday night supper, February the 16th in the Fellowship Hall at 6 p.m. You will enjoy the incredible food and fellowship. The prayer team meets every Wednesday at 5 p.m. This Wednesday, we will meet in the church library on the second floor of this building. The session met last week to discuss changes in our COVID protocol. We are pleased uh, that because the numbers are going down, we are looking at making some incremental modifications to our policy. So we're asking that you look at the covenant connection for this week to see the latest updates. Lastly, we will be resuming our fellowship gathering following the worship service, so please join us for refreshments. Now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship the living God. Please stand and join me in our call to worship as printed in our bulletins. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church 
1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 99th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is February the 13th, 2022, and today's broadcast is number 5028. This morning's sermon, entitled The Cost of Discipleship, will be delivered by Rev. Joanna W. Sidner, our Covenant co-pastor. Assisting in the service today are Rev. Dr. Calvin H. Sidner IV, Covenant co-pastor, Christopher Martin, Director of Music and Organist, the Chancel Choir, and Bob Nichols, Liturgist. Our opening hymn is Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, which is number 478 in the Presbyterian Hymnal. remain standing as we confess our sins together. When we have afflicted others, whether by our own power or by our silent support of systems that oppress, enslave, and crush, break us, Lord. When we have perplexed others, and purposefully confused them for our own gain or driven them to despair, break us, Lord. When we have persecuted others, casting them out of our community, leaving them forsaken and alone, break us, Lord. When we have struck down others, casting stones on their dreams and hopes, until they are destroyed. Break us, Lord. Then broken, we carry in our bodies the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our bodies. Make us, Lord, with the power that belongs only to you, make us into your treasure. Make us, Lord. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are the work of your hands, 
make us, Lord. Do not be exceedingly angry and do not remember our iniquity forever. Now consider we are all your people. Make us, Lord, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear now these words of assurance. Righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. By faith, we have a deep-rooted assurance created in us by the Holy Spirit through the gospel that out of sheer grace earned for us by Christ, not only others, but we too have had our sins forgiven have been made forever right with God and have been granted salvation. Please be seated. As we trust wholly in the Spirit's work for our understanding of Scripture and the preached Word, let us pray a prayer of illumination. Eternal God, in the reading of Scripture, may your Word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Old Testament reading comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. Listen for the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. 
and never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of the Lord. Our New Testament reading is Luke chapter 6 verses 17 through 27. 
The Sermon on the Plain, where Jesus teaches on blessings and woes and love for our enemies. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. He came down with them and stood on a level plain. With a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon, they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what the ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, use me as your vessel to speak the truth. Be present through the power of your Holy Spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. As our text begins, Jesus is coming down to a level plain. In the previous verses of chapter 6, Jesus spent the night in the mountains, and after a night of prayer, he called his disciples and selected 12 as his apostles. He came down to a level plain to teach the crowd that gathered, the great multitude of people, according to Luke. Jesus was well-known, famous even, so famous that a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people were assembled. Now Jesus was known for driving out evil spirits and healing many sick. The word got out about Jesus' healing power and a great crowd of his disciples and great multitudes of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon came to hear his teachings. They came in faith for their healing from sickness and disease. They came to be cleansed and freed from the torment of evil spirits. 
Crowds and multitudes of people came from all around. Luke uses a Greek word meaning crowd to describe the larger group of disciples there that day. This large group of disciples were characterized as followers, almost groupies, if you will. They would follow Jesus and wait to hear what he had to say and to see what marvelous acts he would perform. Luke uses another Greek word, meaning people, to describe the crowd. However, people, in this context, means all the people, which signifies a universal significance of the gospel. The term people occurs nearly 40 times in Luke and nearly 50 times in Acts. It's Luke's preferred term for the people, all the people, for which whom the gospel of salvation is intended. In Luke chapter 6, 17 through 27, those gathered to hear and see Jesus were an ethnically and geographically diverse group of people. They had come to hear and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all of the crowd were trying to touch him. The power came out from him and healed all of them. Power. Power. Today, everyone wants some type of power. Athletes want to harness the power to be the best athlete in their sport. Law firms want the power that comes with being known for winning all of their cases. Scientists want the power of being the discoverers of what is new on the horizon. And entertainers want the power to fill the largest concert stadiums. In chapter 6, Luke describes for us the type of power that Jesus had. Jesus had the power to draw large crowds. Jesus had the power not only to cause multitudes of people to gather together, but the power to bring together diverse groups of people from different regions. Jesus had the divine power of the Holy Spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus had the power and has the power today to draw crowds of people together in his unconditional love. And Luke says, the people gathered that day just wanted to touch Jesus and be healed. And the scripture says, they were cured and healed by the power that came from Jesus. But curing and healing the sick is not all that Jesus did that day. Jesus taught his disciples a powerful lesson. Jesus taught them what it means to follow him. Jesus taught them the cost of discipleship. Jesus starts off powerfully by speaking, by specifically looking at his disciples and saying, Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. My goodness, he could have stopped right there. Yours is the kingdom of God. 
But he did not stop there because he knew he was dealing with worldly people. Jesus presented the kingdom of God as the antithesis to all that the world had to offer. Jesus knew his disciples. He knew the desires of their hearts, desires of wealth, desires of status, and worldly possessions. After all, they were now Jesus' inner circle, witnessing the clamoring of a great crowd of people who merely wanted to touch Jesus and be made whole again. Jesus knew the hearts and minds of his disciples, so he continued the sermon saying, blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Jesus looked straight at his disciples and addressed them in the second person plural, you, you all, and told them, this is what it takes for you all right now for the kingdom of God to be yours, to have eternal life. You have to give up worldly things, but not only do you have to turn away from all that the world has to offer, Jesus told them in verse 22, blessed are you when people hate you, when you are excluded, reviled, and defamed on the account of Jesus of man, the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. Jesus was teaching his disciples the cost of discipleship. Being a disciple is not a glamorous job. You will be marginalized. You will be despised because you are following the Christ. But the blessing of discipleship is eternal life. These blessings in verses 20 through 23 are all too familiar. We have heard them before in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5 in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. When we compare the two Gospels, we, we find that both the Sermon on the Mount and the Sermon on the Plain have Beatitudes. However, in Matthew, there are nine Beatitudes, while in Luke, there are four. In Luke, we find significant contrasts from the Sermon on the Mount, including the four woes that follow the blessings. Another contrast is the blessings found in Matthew are more spiritualized, while in Luke, the blessings are more instructional for the type of character the disciples should possess. For example, Matthew 5 and 3 and in verse 6 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they, are the poor in spirit. Poor in spirit connotes a humbleness, not necessarily a dependency on someone greater than themselves, a dependency on Jesus. 
And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. This blessing spiritualizes the reference to those who are hungry as those who hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake. In Luke, Jesus' Sermon on the Plain is directed towards the disciples, while Matthew shows Jesus addressing both the disciples and the crowd. In the Sermon on the Plain, Jesus teaches his disciples that they cannot conduct themselves like the people of the world and tells the disciples by intensifying the urgency of those hungry and crying, saying, those who hunger and weep now, not just any old time, but right now. What Jesus was teaching his disciples was the urgency of the need causing those in need to look towards Jesus to be filled, to depend on Jesus for their needs. To the crowd of people gathered in Luke 6, 17 through 27, Jesus was a healer, the one who performed miracles. But Luke tells us Jesus is much more than a healer or miracle worker. Jesus is more in line with the prophets, naming urgency, urgency of the truth and calling people to embrace what is not expected for the sake of God's promised kingdom. Jesus continued his teaching his disciples saying, but woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you. That is what the ancestors did to the false prophets. Imagine the shock of the disciples, the look on their faces as Jesus turns everything upside down with these statements. Just a moment ago, he promised blessings of a kingdom of heaven, satisfying hunger and turning tears to laughter. And before that, he was healing the sick and freeing people from evil spirits. The disciples must have been baffled by Jesus' preaching of blessings and woes, the polar opposites. When I first read these verses, I thought, oh boy, I'm in trouble. Don't get me wrong, I'm not rich, but I'm not needy either. I have never been hungry, and generally speaking, I'm a happy person. So what was Jesus really saying to the disciples in verses 24 through 26? The Greek word for woe does not just mean hardship. It means the deepest, darkest, despair beyond imagination that results from unrighteous behavior. What Jesus was teaching the disciples was that living merely for the pursuit of riches of the present day was the fastest road to condemnation. Jesus' sermon on the plain opened the eyes of his disciples to what it means to be a disciple for Christ. Jesus 
is promising that good times are ahead for the faithful who endure. This means the disciples must put other people first, put them before themselves. They must learn to provide for the poor, feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, and comfort those who mourn. Christ wants us to know there is a cost for discipleship in Christ, and that discipleship is rewarded in heaven. So what is the cost of discipleship for us today? And are you willing to pay the price? The cost of discipleship for us today is turning away from the materialistic world and sacrificing our lives to follow Christ. Being a disciple of Christ is easier said than done. We live in a capitalistic and materialistic society where we are constantly bombarded with every kind of temptation from riches to overindulgences to the need to find things to make us happy every single moment of the day. Jesus Christ wants us to turn away from worldly ideals and focus on him. By focusing on Christ, he opens our eyes to see the poor are among us, just as they were with the crowd on the Sermon on the Plain. We must see the poor in and around our community and actively minister to their needs. It's not enough just to give money to the poor. We also need to extend a helping hand. How many times in our comings and goings, have we seen a homeless person and passed by as if he or she did not exist? We need to dig deep within ourselves and exhibit the love and compassion of Christ to those in need. Discipleship for us today requires us to speak boldly for Christ. Some Christians participate in spirit-filled worship services and vibrant Sunday school classes, learning about God's love and grace and mercy for God's people. And at the end of the worship service, they are sent out to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to friends and strangers alike. But these individuals, not, not anybody here, but these individuals put God on a shelf for the next six days. There is silence when it comes to communicating the saving grace of Jesus Christ Monday through Saturday. They are, silented, are silenced by their peers because of pressure, because it's not cool to talk about Jesus outside of the doors of the church. They are silenced on a job because freedom of religion is not so free in the workplace. God does not want us to keep the good news to ourselves and to our church family. God wants us to step out on faith and share the gospel in challenging spaces, to accept the challenge to boldly proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and risk the ridicule by coworkers or the protest of strangers or friends is the cost of discipleship today. Finally, Jesus said in verse 27, But I say to you that listen, 
Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. The cost of discipleship is not only loving our enemies, but is being nice to your haters. Who here today can show, can say that they show love and do act of kindness to their enemies? First of all, human beings are not built that way to love and do good to their enemies. You see it on TV, you see it in the movies. For example, one of my favorite movies is West Side Story. While there's a love story in there, it is also a story of enemies. The jets and the sharks are anything but loving the majority of the movie. Imagine what a beautiful world this would be if we truly loved our enemies and went out of our way to show goodwill toward those who hate us. The cost of discipleship is making great sacrifices in the name of the Lord. The blessings and the woes of Jesus' Sermon on the, Mount, on the Plain were instructional for his disciples and they are instructional for us today. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. The blessings and woes teach us to be fully dependent on God in every aspect of our lives. Brothers and sisters, we have to be willing to pay the price of discipleship, willing to walk boldly in our lives for Jesus Christ's sake. Just like Jesus fed the hungry, comforted those in mourning, healed those crying out in pain and sickness, and ministered to those who despised him, we are called to do the same. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you accept the cost of discipleship. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you want the assurance of the kingdom of God, all that is required is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is standing with open arms. Will you come? You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, The Cost of Discipleship, which was delivered by Reverend Joanna W. Sidner. The congregation will now join in singing, Blessed, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, which is number 139 in the hymn book.
Having heard God's word proclaimed and responded in song, let us now respond in affirmation of what we believe together using the Apostles' Creed as printed in our bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. thanksgiving and intercession to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, maker of heaven and earth and everything in them, we give you thanks and praise for your goodness and mercy upon us. Thank you for our uh, providing and supplying our every need. Thank you for sending your son and redeeming us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for your protection in this sinful world. Thank you for guiding us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Hear our prayer, O Lord, and give ear to our supplication in your faithfulness. Answer us in your righteousness. Lord, bless the nations of this world, dear God, and thwart any actions of war. Bless them, O Lord. Resolve conflict and protect the innocent that might be in harm's way. Bring peace among nations. Bless these United States, dear Lord. Help us to look beyond our differences and enable us to love God and neighbor. Teach us to look to you for help in our brokenness and remove the divisions that separate us. Bless those experiencing tragedies of every kind and comfort them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless your church as we strive to serve you. Give us bold faith to share the good news of Jesus Christ and renew our strength. Encourage us and bless us in our ministries, 
that we might serve you with our whole beings. Enlighten us by your holy word so we may be the light to the world. Lord, we intercede for those in need of prayer, for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. Comfort them. For those hospitalized, injured, or suffering in sickness, bring healing to their bodies. For those in need of employment, food, and shelter, provide resources by which they may thrive. Lord, for those suffering from self-destruction, self-destructive behaviors, O oh Lord, bring interventions for good self-care. Come, dear Lord, and bless Grace Covenant by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless each ministry and each member that we may glorify your name as we serve. Encourage us in your word and strengthen our faith. Enable us to walk in your will and in your way, even in the face of the enemy. We are your children, so keep us in your loving care and pick us up when we stumble. Lord, we lift these prayers up to you, praying the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, now is the time that we have to give back to God uh, the many blessings, a portion of the many blessings that he has given to us. We will not be passing um, the plate, uh, but the plate is at the back of the sanctuary uh, for you to give if you are so moved. For those who are watching online, you may give online or you may also give through your banks. But Lord, we ask um, that you give as you feel moved to give. To God be the glory.
we gather gifts in your honor for your graciousness in our lives. Now bless these gifts, O Lord, that they might be used for the ministries here in your church. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
and sisters, uh, after worship today, we resume uh, our social gathering, so please join us there. Now, as we go through the week, let us consider the cost of discipleship and boldly live our lives in service to the Lord. Now receive the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. And the church says, Amen.
for the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. We'd like to thank everyone who participated in or attended the ordination service for our co-pastors, Calvin and Joanna Sidna, which occurred yesterday, February the 12th. If you were unable to attend yesterday's ordination service, go to the Grace Covenant website, grace-covenant.org, scroll down to Music and Events, click on Learn More, scroll down to the window just above Radio Ministry where you can find a recording of the entire service as well as highlights such as the sermon, the charge to the newly ordained ministers, and musical selections. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website. Your announcer has been John Harris, and the engineer was Steve Kemp. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES 590.